And at this time, as we move forward in our service, it's time for the word. I ask that you bring your attention to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is known as the love chapter. As we come together today and celebrate Valentine's Day, which is the day of love, um, which we should be doing that every day. But as we set aside this day to celebrate love, what greater uh, verse or text to read from than 1 Corinthians chapter 13 as we look at our service to God in love. Our service to God in love. What scripture is best fit for this time as we come together um, on this day of Valentine's Day as we ascribe our love to those who we love and now look at scripture about love. We in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we'll be reading in verses 1 through 3. Thank you, Sister LaMarcia, Wayne, um, Renee, Bonnie, and Cherry Bebe for um, tuning in. We are so grateful for you. We in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we'll be in verses 1, 2, 3. 1, 2, and 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1, 2, and 3. Let us read. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1, 2, and 3 says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clinging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and although I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Verse 3, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it, proper, uh, it profits me nothing. Here in this text on this morning, I would like to speak to you from the topic, serving God with love. Serving God with love. Serving God with love. I remember as a child, small boy growing up, and my mother would call me in the house from playing with my friends to ask me to do things. Some of you all may remember your parents, you outside playing and your parents calling you in the house to, to do things. So my mom would, I would be outside playing and my mom would call me in the house and say, man, come on, come here. And I'd go in the house and she'd say, take the trash out. Or she'd say, go down the basement and, and get your basket up. Of, of clean clothes and take them upstairs to your room. Or she'll say, come here and, and go to the store for me. 
Now, I would do it, but I did it with that attitude. You know what I mean? I, I, I did it with a pout. I did it stomping my feet or, 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 or sighing, or I, or I did it with uh, just like a bad attitude. I, I, I didn't do it the way that, that, that I should have did it, Iris. I, I, I did it with a, with a bad attitude, LaWanda. I did it with, with, with pouting Nikki and Kenneth. I did it, uh, Darlene, with a, with, with a nasty attitude, with, with, with stomping. You know, as, as a kid, stomping. As a kid, uh, uh, walk away. And, and you, you know, just, I, I just didn't do it with the right attitude. And I, I remember her saying that if you're going to do it like that, don't even do it at all. I don't need you to do it at all if you're going to do it with a, a nasty attitude. If you're going to do it like that, I, I don't need you to do it at all. I remember her saying, don't even worry about it. I, I, I got it. Don't even worry about it. I don't need you to do nothing. And here in the text, this is what is going on in the Corinthian church. The C Corinthian church had a lot of influence by the, by the, by the pagan culture. And a lot of things they were doing was, was influencing them the wrong way. They had a lot of outside influences uh, influencing them the wrong way, although they were a the highly spiritual group of people. This was a highly spiritual group of believers in, 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 the, in the Korean church, but, but they were led by the pagan people to, to, to do things inappropriate. And here in the text, we will find out that, that, that they were serving God, but they wasn't serving God with love. And here, Paul writes to them. Paul writes to them here in this text to address some issues. Paul writes to them in the text to address the way they were serving. And Paul let them know that, 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 that you can't serve God any kind of way. Paul, Paul addresses them and, and let them know that, that, that we, we, because we do what God asks us to do, that, that is not good enough, but, but you have to do what God asks you to do with love. Paul said because you serve, he addressed them and said, the way you serve in God is, is not good. The way you serve in God is not right. You got to be reminded that we cannot serve God any kind of way. And today we have that same mentality. Today we have that same mentality that I'm just going in and I'm just going to work on the sound. I'm just going in and I'm just going to play the piano. I'm just going in and I'm just going to sing. And you're not coming to serve God with love. You're just coming in to serve. You're just coming in to serve, LaShawn. You're just coming in to serve, Sister Brown. You're just coming in to serve, Sister Wild. And Paul said that's the wrong way to serve. Paul calls us. Charmaine, he calls us to, to serve God with love. Our service to God should be with love. And here in the text, here in the text, what we, what we see is Paul addresses the way they serve in God. He, he, he comes here and he corrects the way they serve in God and he do it through a way of, of, of showing them, Keisha, he do it through a way of showing them and defining uh, to them what love is and what love is not. He defined to them what love is and what, what love is not. And he says, and this, this, this is the way you are serving God is not right. It's improper. And today I ask, is your servant to God with love? Are you serving God with love or just out of duty or something to do? So Paul here 
he addresses it. Here in the text, we see that Paul addresses tongues. We see that Paul addresses tongues, Miss Murray. Look what he's saying. Paul says, though I speak with the tongues of man or men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or clinging cymbal. Paul here speaks of a hyperbole or hyperbolically, uh, and, and that means uh, exaggeration of a point. Paul here is exaggeration of a point, and we know the, the um, hyperbolically, we speak like that all the time. That word is used to, to mean the exaggeration of something. You and I hear this uh, hyper, hyperbolical uh, speech all the time when we say that we are so hungry we can eat a horse. That's hyperbolical speech. That's exaggeration. You're, you're, you're not that hungry where you can eat a, a, a whole horse. Or, or when we use the, same, use the speech that he's running faster than the wind. That's a hyperbolical uh, speech. And Paul here um, looks at three hyperbolicals. Um, and, and speeches, and he, 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 he um, how, how can I explain this? He, 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 he exhausts these, uh, uh, these sayings to, 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 to show you that, that the way we should serve God is, is more important than just doing it. He says here, he talks about, the, 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 he addresses tongues. He says here, if I can speak uh, the tongues of man, he says if I can speak the, the tongues of man or the, or, or if I can speak like angels, Paul is exaggerating his point. He said, if I can speak the, the tongues of man, you got to be remembered that, that this word here, tongues, does not mean a gibberish or a, 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 a charismatic uh, Pentecostal uh, gibberish of sayings. This word tongue actually means a language. It means a, a, a actual language. It's not... What, what, what we think of and what we hear today and how tongues is spoken is not the, a gibberish or a goobly-gobbly or, 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 or um, a, 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 a tongue twister of words. It's actually a language. It's, it's, it's no such thing as, as, a, as a, uh, a, a language or a tongue that is super spiritual, super mystical, that, that only God, you and God can, can, can relate to. Paul says that if I had the ability to, to speak the tongues of man, meaning the, all the languages of men. Just like you and I, we have the English language. You have Spanish language. Paul says, if I had the ability to speak all the languages, says that I have the ability to speak every tongue. If I had, if I had the ability, if I had the possibility to speak every tongue, if I had the possibility to speak the language of angels. Paul no, and clearly no, you and I know that there's no such thing as uh, uh, angelical uh, languages. There's no, no such thing that, that the angels have their own language. When we look in Daniel chapter 10, around 10 verses 10 through 20, the angels uh, speak uh, normal just as, as, as Daniel was speaking. And they spoke in the same language as Daniel spoke. And, and the angel went to Daniel and said, Daniel, we, we already heard your prayer. God heard your prayer and we had an answer, but we were held up by the king of Persia. What mean the enemy was holding them up from, from him from him from uh, him and the angel up in a fight where the angel couldn't get back to Daniel and tell him what God's word says, and he spoke normal language. 
no such thing as, a, as an angelical language. And Paul says, but if I had the tongues of all men, if I can speak all language, if I can speak on a level like angels where angels don't even have a language, he says, if I do all that, but I don't do it with love, he said, I'm like a clanging cymbal. Hey, let me, let, me, let me bring it to terms. Let me make a layman terms to you. Let me help you understand this practice. Let me bring you some application to it. If I can preach with eloquent, with, with great speech and, and put my nouns and verbs together and arrange them in a place, if I had oratorical skills where I know my tongues, where I know the tone and the pauses and, and to take out the arms and you know and, and this and that, if I can preach with all that, guess what? And I don't do it with love, it don't mean nothing. Paul says, Paul says, Paul says, Paul says here with his tongues, if you, you can speak real good. Remember the Corinthian church, they, 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 they were great speakers. They, 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 they highlighted those who, who were uh, philosophers, who had deep thoughts and, and great speeches. If I can speak like President Obama, Paul says, if I speak without love, it's like a clanging cymbal. Paul says, if I had the, the ability to, to speak eloquently and, and I had the ability to, to speak so well that, that you will fall out, but I do it without love, Paul says, that is nothing but a clanging symbol. What, Paul, Paul, what you mean? Watch this. Paul says, if you have the ability to speak, if you can speak real good and, 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 and you speak real well and, and you don't do it in love, it, it's just a lot of noise. Paul said it's just a lot of noise. That's all you making is a lot of noise. Paul says you making a lot of noise. It's no effect to the ministry. It's no effect to the kingdom of God. All you making is noise. And we got a lot of preachers today. We got a lot of teachers today. We got a lot of people that got great speeches, but they ain't making nothing but a bunch of noise because they not doing it in love. Paul says when you serve God, when you preach it, when you teach it, when you share the gospel, if you ain't doing it in love, you like a clanging cymbal. You like a clanging cymbal. Paul said that you got to serve God with love in your speech. Your speech should be with love. Have you ever talked to someone who has some valuable information, but you ain't hear nothing they're saying because the way they said it was disrespectful? The way they said it was, was, was without love. The way they said it, it had no love to it. It had, it had no feel to it. It was just cold. And everything they said just went in one ear and out the other ear because of the way they said it, because they didn't operate in love, and I gotta ask you, how's your speech? Are you serving God in your speech with love? Are you serving God the way you uh, minister in love? Are you serving God the way you teach in love? Are you serving God the way you talk to your children in love? Are you serving God the way you talk to your wife in love? Are you serving God the way you talk to your, 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 your mother or your father in love? Are you, are you serving God in love in the way you speak to people who you don't know, the way you speak to people who you do know? Paul says that we got to speak with love. He says we're going to serve God. We got to serve God with love in our speech. Paul addressed their tongue. These Corinthians had a nasty, a nasty way of going. They, they were rude. They were disrespectful. 
They had a, they had a nasty way of, 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 of articulating things. Although they did it well, although they had great eloquent speech, but they did it without love. They didn't do it in love. And Paul says here that if we're going to serve God in our speech, we got to do it with love. And I like this word he used in love. This word he used in love is agape love. And agape love mean, mean that it's a giving love. It's a love that don't expect nothing in return. So he says when you, when you do that speech in love, you're doing it in a way that you're giving, not expecting nothing. You're not doing it to expect anything. You're doing it to give. And I ask you today, as you serve God, are you speaking in love? When you speak to people, Paul says in serving God, he addresses their tongue. He addresses the tongues. He addresses the way they, they speak. Are you speaking in love? And then Paul moves on in, in verse 2. He not only addressed tongues as we in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, looking at this chapter of love, he says that, that serve, we must serve God in love. He says he addresses the, that we serve God I mean, he addresses tongues, and he tells us that we should serve God with love as we speak, in our speech. Sister Kim Hart. The second thing, second thing Paul says, Paul says here, he, Paul addresses the gifts. Look what he says in verse 2. He says, and though I have the gift of prophecy and, un and, and, and understanding all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Nicole, Janae, Janice, and Linda. Look what Paul says. Kim, look what Paul says. Sister Murray, look what Paul says. Paul now addresses the gifts. Paul now addresses these the gift that the Corinthians had in, in chapter 13 talks about the gifts that, that God has bestowed upon them. And he talks about the, the gifts they had. And, and Paul says that if we, 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 in serving God, we got to serve God with love. And he says that we got to serve God in, in, in love and, and, and how we speak to each other and how we speak for God. And we got to serve God in love and our gifts. He says that we got to serve God with love when we use as our gift. Look what he says. I like the word that he continued to use over and over. And that word is all. He uses all over and over. If you have a pen or you have a pencil, circle that. How the way he uses all over and over in verse 2. He said, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all, watch this, all mysteries. And all, and I have all knowledge of understanding all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith. Remember, I told you, Paul is speaking to the extreme, Sister Danita. Paul is speaking to the extreme because there's no way somebody can have all prophecy. There's no way somebody can have all knowledge. There's no way that somebody can have all faith. There's no way that somebody can have all uh, wisdom. There's no way. That Paul can have all these things. But Paul says, if you have all the gifts that God has bestowed on you, if you have all the gifts that, that God gives to us, all the, the spiritual gifts that God gives to us, if you had all those things, watch this, if you had all those gifts and you don't use them, 
in love, look what he says. He says, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Paul says, you can have all those gifts. You can have all the spiritual gifts that God has given you. Every single spiritual gift that God has given to man, you can have all of them. But if you don't use them in love, Paul says, I'm nothing. I ask you, how are you using your spiritual gift? How are you using your spiritual gifts in love? Are you letting God use your spiritual gift in a way that brings love to the community? Are you letting God, are you, uh, let God use your spiritual gift when you bring in love to the, the kingdom of God? How are you using your spiritual gift? 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 tells us that we should use our spiritual gift to edify the church in love. These, these Corinthians was using a spiritual gift to bring fame to themselves. These Corinthians was using a spiritual gift to bring glory to themselves. These, spiritual, these, these Corinthians were using a spiritual gift to make themselves better than the other people, to brag and boast about how the spiritual gifts they got and what spiritual gift they got and how they use a spiritual gift. And he says it doesn't matter how many spiritual gifts you have. You can have all of them. You can have prophecy. You can have wisdom. You can have faith to remove mountains, but if you don't use it in love, you are nothing. This is powerful. This is powerful, Jasmine. This is powerful, Rachel. This is powerful, Aiden. This is powerful, Delisa. This is powerful because he says, look what he says. He says that if you have all the spiritual gifts and you don't operate them in love, he says that you are nothing. Hold on, Paul. Hold on, Paul. Hold on, Paul. Paul, I'm a child of God. What do you mean I'm nothing? Come on now. I was washed in the blood. I was washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. I, I'm a child of God. I'm a child, I, I'm a child of God. I, I surrender my life to Jesus Christ. I'm more than a conqueror. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a child of God. I, what do you mean I'm nothing? Paul says it doesn't matter. If you're a child of God, if you have the spiritual gift and don't operate with love, you are nothing. What he's saying is that you are nothing in the sight of God. God looks at you as nothing because God has bestowed on you the gifts that, that, you, that you should use for the kingdom of God. And if you're not using them in a way to glorify him through love, guess what? And Sean, you're using these gifts through love, guess what? God says you're nothing. God is, is not even taking notice of you in a way that brings him glory. And we got a lot of people using God's gift without glory, without love. And Paul says that you got to show love when you use the gift of God. When you use the gift of God, you got to show love. Your gift should be, should be shown with love. Paul addresses them. He addresses their tongue. He addresses their speech. That they were speaking in a way that wasn't speaking to show love. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 1 through 3. They were speaking in a way that didn't show love in verse 1. They were serving and uh, I mean they were they had gifts and they was using a gift and it wasn't in a way the expression of love. Paul says here, he addresses it. That you can have all the gifts you want. God can endow with you all the gifts you want. He can, he can bless you with all the gifts you want. You get, he has. But if you don't let them gifts be used in love. Paul says, you nothing. You nothing. Then Paul moves on. In verse number three. So he said, we got to serve God in love. He said, serve God with our speech, with love. He says, 
use our gifts in serving God with love. And now he comes and he says that we ought to serve God with love. Look what he says in verse 3. He said that we ought to serve God with love. He addresses tongues. He addresses their, their uh, gifts. And now he addresses their service. He said that we ought to serve God with love. Watch this in verse 3. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits, profits me nothing. I profits nothing. Look what he says. He says here, Paul addresses their serving. He says if you're going to serve God, you got to serve him with love. Look what he say. He says, Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. Paul said you can go out and you can give food to all the food pantries you know. You can come up here once a month every Tuesday at, at Clinton Baptist Church and, and give out all the meals you want to give out. You can go and buy all the McDonald's meals you want and Chick-fil-A meals and Popeye sandwiches you want and give it out to the homeless. Paul says that you can do all that. But then he takes it even further. And he, and he, and he go even deeper in, in his scream. He says that you can even burn yourself. And Paul not saying burn yourself, but what he's using is a, a hyperbolical speech. And he says that you can burn yourself, which means you can go to the most extreme. You can go to your bike. What he's saying is you can go to your bike account. You can do the most extreme service you want for God. You can go to your bike account, empty it, and pay everybody mortgage and don't know how you're going to pay yours. Paul said you can go to the stream and serve it. But look what he says. He said you can go to the stream and serve it. But if, look what he says, and give your body to be burned, but have not love, it proffers nothing. Paul says that you can do all the serving you want. You can take the shirt off your back and give it to a person. You can go in the grocery store, Sister Lena and DJ and Nay, you can go in the grocery store, Joshua and Tasha, and help all the, the old people you want. You can go into schools and volunteer and give your service for God all you want. You can come up to uh, Clinton Baptist Church and help pass out blooms and, and help pass out food and, and, and help in, in this area and that area as we serve the communion. You can give all the coats you want. You can give all the money you want. But Paul says you can do it all you want. But if you don't do it with love, guess what? He said it profits nothing. Said there's no benefit to the kingdom of God. You are not benefiting the kingdom of God if you're not doing it in love. Paul says your service work is not good enough if it's not surrounded and centered on love. And what we have in the church is a lot of people doing stuff, but it ain't out of love. We got a lot of people that want to do stuff, that want to help just to say I help just to feel good. Paul says, nah, it ain't time to serve God just to feel good or just to say you're doing something. Paul said it should be done in agape love, meaning that you're willing to give yourself. And even if you don't get a pat on the back, even if you don't be appreciated by Pastor Pew, even if your name is not in the lights, even if your name is not announced, you're not doing it for that. You're doing it for the love of God. 
the love that you have. Paul says your service to God must be done in love. Or it profits nothing. Profits nothing. Nothing at all. I remember a service project I was on. And we was packing some things to give out. And this was a while ago. And we was packing some things to, to give out. And, and we, we had a team of people. And everything was going well. And everything was flowing. And, and we was doing great ministry. And it was one person that was there that, that, to help out, that came to, to volunteer to help out. And that person did an excellent job. Oh, my God, that person did an excellent job. No breaks, no talking. I mean, just worked the whole three hours that we were scheduled to work. We were scheduled to do this project the whole three hours to give back to the community. Worked and worked and worked and worked and worked. This lady worked so much. But in the interacting with other people, she had a nasty attitude. With her interaction, it was, it was bad. It wasn't good at all. It was, it was a nasty attitude. It, it wasn't in love. It was, it was, it was more at a point where, where she pushed people away. We were there together to, to, to fulfill a project for, for the kingdom of God. And, and instead of us embracing each other and enjoying each other, she, she, she pushed people away because of her, her attitude and, and her conduct. And, and it was clearly seen that she was only there to work. She was only there to serve. She wasn't there to, to, to do it with love. And yes, she did a great job. Yes, she did a wonderful hard work. Yes, she did great things. But guess what? Paul said it profits nothing because if you do it without love, it don't mean anything. And I question, I ask you today, are you serving God with love? Are you serving God with love? Are you, are you serving God with love? Are, are you serving God with love. Are, are, are you serving God with love? What are, what are, how are you serving God? Because as he said, if, you, if you're not serving no more love, you, you ain't doing anything. You're not doing nothing. It don't profit the kingdom anything. Because all, every greatest thing is love. The greatest commandment is love. And God says your works don't promise anything, don't profit anything if it's not done in the right attitude. We have many, many ministries here in Clinton Baptist Church. Some of your churches have ministries. Some of your, 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 your outside positions you have, where you serving. But are you doing it with love? Are you serving God with love in your marriage? Are you serving God in love with your parenting? Are you serving God with love at your job? Are you serving God with love? Or are you just doing it because it's something that needs to be done? Paul addresses them here. And he says we ought to serve God with love. Today as we come together to celebrate Valentine's Day. There are some that are excited about a Valentine's Day. They are excited. And there are some that are disappointed 
And there's some that is hurt because the person or the people that they love is not there anymore. Or the person or the people that they love turned their back on them. Or the person or the people that they love committed adultery. Or the purpose or the, or the uh, person or the, or the people they love broke up with them. But today, I turn our attention to serving God with love. That's what Paul says. Paul addresses their issue here. In this chapter of love, he addresses their issue. He said the way you serve in God is not proper. The way you serve in God is not effective. Nothing is being edified. The kingdom is not being edified because you're not doing it with love. And today, I present to you how Jesus Christ came to serve his father. The scriptures say he served him with love. Even to the appointment of death for you and I, he served him with love. And Jesus Christ even went further than that in serving you and I with love. Because the scripture says that he demonstrated his love to you and us by his death on the cross. Jesus Christ came to serve his father. And in serving his father, he did it with love, even to the point of death for you and me. So if Jesus Christ can die on the cross in love, for, for love for us, why can't we serve him in love? What about you? How's your love life? How's your love life? Are you serving God with love? Are you living for God with love? Are you speaking with love? And I know all of us need to work on it. I, I'm preaching to myself. Because my speech don't always come off in love. But I'm aiming to to serve God in love, and I, and I petition you, will you serve him with love? Would you serve him for love, with love? Because this is what we call to do. Jesus Christ was a great example. He died on a cross for the sins of the world because of love. He loved us. Oh, how he loved us. 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 And he loved us so much that he sacrificed his life for you and I, that we may be right with the Father. So today, I place before you, serve God with love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. But what about your relationship? I already told you that he, he did it. He, Jesus Christ shared his love on a cross for you to have a right to heaven. And today, here's a great opportunity. 
Will you accept the love of Jesus Christ? You may be on his feet and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You may be here today and you never surrender to him. You may be here today and you're not clear if you're going to heaven or, or, or hell. But today I want to present to you not religion, but a relationship. And that relationship started with love because of the love of God that he had for us. He gave his son, his only begotten son, to die on the cross that you and I may have a right to the Father. Is there anyone today want to accept the love of Jesus Christ? He loves you. Oh, how he loves you. He loves you. Is there anyone today? We got people looking in the chat. I know if you on Facebook and, and Instagram, you can put it in the chat and let us know that, that you want to accept the love of Jesus Christ and, and be born again and, and accept the salvation. But if you online or, or, or on um, online or on YouTube, you can text us at uh, 301-653-6219. You can text us and let us know that, that hey, I want to I be a part of that. I want to accept that love of Jesus Christ. I want to accept that love that he has for me. I want to accept that love that he died on the cross for me. Is there anyone today? Is there anyone? If you're on YouTube or on our website, it's 301-653. You can text 6219. Or you can put it in the chat and we got people watching. Is there anyone today that want to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Want to accept the love of Jesus Christ? Let us know. Do we have any? Do we have any? Do we have any? Maybe, maybe you're struggling today. And you're just struggling because you don't feel the love that you think you should feel. This superficial love that the world offers. Maybe you're not getting balloons or you may not get cookies or a chocolate candy or a cake or, or some hearts. Maybe, maybe the guy that you like in school or the girl that you like in school didn't, didn't, don't recognize you and, you and you're looking for love. I'm, I'm trying to introduce you to the greatest love of all, and that's the love of Jesus Christ. He's an awesome lover. He loves us when we unlovable. He loves us when we have nothing to give. He's not expecting anything in return. He just loves us. Oh, how he loves us. And this is a great day to accept the love of Jesus Christ. Do we have any?